0: And even the, the Pusha T song, like, at the time, I was like, you know what, you better give us, you better give us um, Morrison's value, Beyonce. Give us yes. the head.
1: Give, <laughs> give us the Give us a bit of Sheryl
0: Cole with some spice. <laughs> Well, hello people and welcome back to another episode of Dirt not The Stands. This is season eight, episode eight. And while this sounds so weird to be saying, because I've never done this, I don't think, but we move. Anyway, so you're here today with me, Chope and Nicholas Terrell. Seem forgetting the order and the scheduling of how Eden rolls out this introduction, but we're here. Um, so yeah, Nick, how are you? How's life?
1: Uh, life's beating me the ass right now. To be fair, <laughs> like, yeah, so. um, yeah just ex- just <laughs> more of the same. Like, just exhaustion and stuff like that. And I think it's just about like in this season in particular, like finding balance. And I feel like I preach the same stuff every few months, but um, I guess like the latter half of my twenties is just showing a lot, like um, that I am indeed not the typical conventional one, but. I've I know that I'm workaholic. Like it just, I think I realised that like intrinsically, mm. it's um something that I kind of because the workaholic to me in terms of um how they look like and what I've seen them look like in in the like professional career. There's very kind of like one or two sided versions where they're easy to pick up the the traits are easier and all that kind of stuff but I had to realize that like what my normal was wasn't everyone else's normal if that makes sense like in terms of some people literally after work they shut down and <laughs> they can chill like Must be nice. makes sense. whereas having and this is like lo- this is a trend like generally because people are the side hustle generation now and all that kind of stuff but I'm not trying to say it to be exceptionalist but then there's someone like me who you know may take one or two hours off go and have dinner with friends and stuff but then I'm back at the computer um doing stuff all night like until four in the morning so over the past two weeks I've definitely had like about six all-nighters um not six pieces but like six all-nighters to work on various things Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it's taking its toll like I'm definitely fighting back to get back to what normality looks like what going to watch a HBO series after what yes. it looks like and like um prioritizing peace and stuff like that but I've got a few trips planned you it sure still do. won't it still probably won't cure that kind of intrinsic need to kind of like change my lifestyle but in terms of just shutting off I'm gonna definitely challenge myself to just like shut off like beyond google maps and stuff like not be as online like when i'm away and like not looking at emails and i've already set parameters around projects for when i come back from one of those holidays i'm already like i'm off from these dates so don't expect a deadline or anything like that so i've i'm trying to set parameters and stuff but life is just moving so fast that it it um it definitely kind of takes its toll um in certain times but um But yeah, no, 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 I'm, I'm good. It's just a lot of figuring things Mm. out and like repositioning and realigning and, Mm. and all of that. And just to be honest, like finding inspiration again, because I find that, yeah, I've I've kind of hit a stalemate in terms of inspiration and, and, um, Mm. Mm. intentionality with things. Like obviously the things I do will always be intentional, but like in terms of at large, like when I'm idle, um, I just think I'm changing as a person and I'm just going through that journey right now. So we'll see what that looks like. I'll keep you guys informed, of course. But, um, yeah, it's just a very meh season, to be honest, right now. Just a very meh, like, not in a negative way, just a very, like, feeling things out kind of um, season. But not depressed, not sad, not anything. Mm-hmm. Just figuring shit out, I guess I'd label this season. Um, but how are you, chope?
0: <laughs> you said a lot of... Uh... A lot of timely stuff that I can echo and that has been, that I've been going through this week, that I've been thinking about this week, but also things I've been thinking about just in the last few weeks. So likewise, I too, life is just kicking my ass um, in all directions. Um, I just, there's just so much that is happening, but so much that is changing at the same time and so much I'm having to think about and really weigh up. And mm. dissect and discern for myself, and how will that affect things going forward? Blah 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 blah. Mm. Wh- while under the massive crane of capitalism? Yeah. I'm gonna say it again, abolish the office. I'm gonna say it again. But no, every uh, a lot of what <laughs> you said I relate to because um, I do have um, a trip coming up soon. I'm um, sadly, yes. sadly not three, but you know, it's it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely gonna have to balance work and play on some of those.
1: So, yeah, so um, please do not envy that.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I, um, I'm going away soon too, and I'm yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it because now I now like these next few weeks are going to be get over as fuck. But um, I know that I'm gonna have that time to just really just shut down, switch unwind. off, enjoy yeah. myself. But also, yeah, I'm gonna use the time to so really reflect and assess. You know, mm. my life really, like you know what I'm doing and. What I'm choosing to do, or what I'm allowing myself to do, or why am I thinking I have to do certain things, or why am I making certain decisions, and not just even in terms of uh, work stuff, side hustle stuff, but like just everything life. because yeah, it's yeah. all it, it's all interconnected. How you do one right. thing affects the other thing, like whether it be your personal life, work life, friends, whatever, mm. dating. It, it, it's all interconnected. So I feel like it I've absolutely been absolutely is. I feel like I've been going through. Oh well. I'm. we're all constantly changing like that never stops but i feel like i've changed like three times this year <laughs> definitely know that like my tastes and
1: stuff are changing and like my principles again, and your limits like, i just think yeah my limits and my prince my principles and like i to be honest with you like i wasn't even going to bring this to the podcast but i'll bring it like the other night, like, I was just talking to a friend, like, we went, you know, we went and sat down and got drinks, it was really impromptu, Um, we went to, like, a talk, and then afterwards, like, just spent the evening, like, catching up, and I just realised, like, how healing it is to, like, really understand, like, what it is that is bothering you, and, like, really sifting through your thoughts to, like, understand that, because when we first sat down, it was a clusterfuck of madness, like, literally just, like, I'm not angry but like I'm frustrated Mm. there's a frustration there Mm. but I don't know where it's from and Mm. like I know that there's these certain prongs that are influencing things but until I actually like sift through it a little bit more I was like this is what's pissing me off Mm. like this is the or Mm. these are one of the things that are pissing me off and then I like get to the core of things I just think Mm. time like I'll never forget like this article I read last year about time it was like a really long read like it was amazing um I'll figure it out and recommend it before the end of this episode but um it was just an amazing piece about time and the construct of time and how time is really the biggest currency I know it's like really obvious on the nose but when you really when you really take that in and like it's applicable to your life you're like time is really the biggest currency and even to siphon through your thoughts and like figure out who you are and spend time with yourself like why do I think this way? Like, or what are my influences or what do Mm -hmm. I want to do in this world? Do Mm -hmm. I even want to do anything in this world? Do you know what I mean? Like it's fine not to want to have this big grand or purpose and stuff like that. And it's, it's those kind of moments in time that you can kind of don't get to have with yourself as much anymore. And you really have to fight for, unfortunately it should not be this way. And yeah, spending that time deciphering through my thoughts, I was like, this is what's wrong, or these are one of the things that are this is a clarifying thought. And there was instantly so much peace in that, like just actually naming the thing, and I forgot like how important it is to kind of just just spend that time really being in present. That's why I say being present, like mm-hmm. being present mm-hmm. and sifting through okay, what at this precise moment is right, is wrong, am I thankful for? All of that kind of stuff is about not thinking about the past every single moment not thinking about the future and being anxious about that but just living in what can feed my soul right now what can feed my mind right now what can feed my physical senses like my 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 fatigue right now or whatever it is Mm. and not necessarily obviously you have to worry about the future because it's in the it's always there but don't worry about it to the point where you're not actually taking in what's happening now like not sitting with friends and like being present not sitting with whatever you have to do and figuring out what's the most efficient way to do this um forget about your previous abilities forget about what you want in the future what's the efficient way to do this now um Mm -hmm. and when you're on holiday as well not stressing about oh my god next week I'm back in the office like just really absorb the sea the scenery the sun the wine the water the possibilities of what you can do yeah and all of that Mm. and it's like don't 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 um strip yourself of that that time because mm. you owe it to yourself and yeah it's important yes. to yes. nourish yourself in that time because if because if you're always stressed about the future you're not nourishing yourself in the present then you're just going to be on the back foot anyway so yeah i say all this to say it's a cluster of, cluster of fuck of emotions but i'm just saying all this to say be present and and kind of hold like don't don't take yourself so seriously that you're not living and and enjoying Uh like you know what i mean don't take yourself so seriously because if i was to die right now i'm actually kind of happy with like some of the contributions that i did and and put into the to this to this earth and like the passion that i wanted to do
0: wow we're really getting existential today
1: there's parts of me that I'm not so proud of. There's parts of me that I'm really proud of. There's parts of me, and it's fine. Like to sit with that as long as you're trying and aspiring to, to 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 work on what you said, like what Shopay said about working on this week. He's thinking about you know he's gonna take the time on holiday to think about the future, but also he should, you should, and not he should. You're right here. You should take the time to just oh let yeah, present for as sure, well and just think. Sure. I am happy. For I am sure. happy with who I am as well. Like, and and what, what I did. Or if you're not happy, like what can you, what are the attributes that you want to take forward anyway, regardless? like yeah. Even if you're not exactly. happy, like with where you're at or whatever, like, yeah, but I say all this to say, I need to preach to myself because I'm preaching all of this. I need to follow some of the shit. And I said that to my friend the other day. No, I need to follow I, some of
0: the shit I'm it's saying. True. So, it's true. Really, it's it's um, yeah. related content. Like, and like you said, like, even me like yeah I'm thinking about the future but it's because it's in relation to how I know I'm feeling now so it's like so what are what is what changes need to happen in my day-to-day life like what what can I be doing to myself that will impact my future not even necessarily because the case of just work like no it's just just it's just for me yeah I get you just so I I can really soak up the Mm. best parts of everything and also the things that I may not be so happy about you know try and find the value in those and also just recognizing that you 100%. may want certain things you may want to do certain things but fundamentally where you are right now you're actually good some of the things that you're doing and some of the things that have happened and i mean that personally and mm. professionally when i say when i say this because mm. i've had those two mm. i've i've had those too. like yeah after my birthday um last month like i really had a lot of just like really appreciation for Myself, not what I'm doing, not my job, not my writing, not the podcast, not my future dreams. It's just like me. I really felt like I had appreciation for me. And, like, and, and then I was with my friend last night, those, th- those therapeutic dinners, went to his house afterwards, blah, blah, blah. And he said to me something that was really um, stuck with me. He was like, a good sign of being proud of yourself is recognizing who you allow in your orbit, who you keep in your orbit. And I was like, you know what? I can look at my roster of friends. You know what? I'm good.
1: Great reflection. Great reflection.
0: And I think my birthday recently just really um, illuminated that for me.
1: environments that you go into, like when it's, you know, someone's birthday or like someone's christening or like marriage or whatever, like, and sometimes you feel on edge or like, oh, like there's friends, you know, that feel like this or there's, You know, certain groups that feel like that, and like going to your your birthday, it was like calm. Like walked in, soon as you walk in, it was like no ego, like none of this kind of grand door kind of thing. It just was genuine souls meeting for a genuine reason, and it was, you know, some people I didn't even know like met for the first time that night, and the energy was just great in the room. It wasn't. It it didn't feel like you didn't have to do anything you didn't have to be anyone you could just literally come in as you and show up as yourself and that was enough you know and 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 you're right like i would echo that sentiment of you should be 100% like really proud like of who you are like right now and what you're doing and yeah even outside of the things that like forget all the fucking bullshit i'm even trying to remove myself from all of that like just who you are like shopping mm-hmm. who and who you are, are near yeah. who you are yeah just like as a person and it's like that's enough like we don't need the other stuff like it, obviously it's amazing what you've done like always big you up for what you do but nah like you're enough like that i'm friends with you because of you like do you know what i mean your yes. chosen family because yes. of you like it's not yes. none of this other stuff like the other stuff's great and it's beautiful and your knowledge and your range and your taste and all that kind of stuff is great but nah at the end of the day if you phone me at 12 or whatever two in the morning like it's because of who you are do you know what i mean like that i'm pick up the phone and do whatever but yes this is I, the therapy on saturday that we didn't oh, this, know we were gonna no. do, like, do look, at us, I mean?
0: look at us doing oprah's next chapter literally <laughs> he's
1: doing doing up insecure conversations <laughs> like, hell.
0: you know the, the wind down
1: oh my god! <laughs> yeah literally that was the best part of that season season four we're doing insecure
0: part. wind down
1: mate anyway
0: on uh, that note but yeah i'm glad you know but i feel better for even just having that so i'm glad we were both able to just um you know just share our world you know and
1: Weekend, we are meeting up, so just get ready I'm for screaming. that.
0: So, so put, put though, some time in, even though we haven't looked at the diary. We haven't I looked don't the di- care.
1: Put some time, <laughs> <laughs>
0: put some time I'm like, I'm, I'm like,
1: like Ooh. <laughs> yeah, we'll make it work. Okay, we'll make it work.
0: And also, before we continue, obviously, want to give our love to our third limb, Mr. Eden mckenzie Goddard, who is currently resting, relaxing, relaxating. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna oblige the word, relaxating yeah replenishing his spirit nourishing his soul resting his brain and enjoying himself and like you know yeah giving him the grace the time to to rest live his life do yeah. his thing um you know spend that time with himself but anyway let's get into the show um <laughs> we have a few topics um and yeah so i'm gonna go over the listens now, now I'm- I'm going to try and keep this brief because obviously Nick's still got to go into his and yeah yeah so obviously going to be natural still but sadly we're both quite booked today we're recording on a Saturday and life is lifing life is life but sure. today's going to be a beautiful day though it's going to be a busy day but I'm going to have so much fun today so yeah that's yeah what, that's what happens it be good vibes so I'm going to start off with Raven Lene so this oh beautiful beautiful artist she released her debut album hypnos a few weeks ago now i haven't heard the whole album yet i've heard bits and pieces but i loved all the singles that came out in advance mm. so skin tight um light me up um mia and this next song which i'm about to bring up so ecstasy which was produced by k chenada mm-hmm. and i'm just gonna start off by just saying that Kate chenada just does not doesn't miss It doesn't miss. And what I love about his production is the fact that he clearly has like his signatures. There are qualities in his, always songs that are like, you just know like, ah, it's just Kip Like There were just certain things, like certain sounds, certain drum patterns, there's certain progressions that it's Kip But it doesn't, it never feels samey, no matter who he's producing for, whether it's himself. It's like, it's him, but it's like, it still feels like its own universe, its own way. And that's what Ecstasy feels like. It's just, like, a nice, great, futuristic... Futuristic funk. That's why I look at this song, like. It's, like, futuristic funk, like, club Mm -hmm. banger. And I just really love Raven's approach to a song vocally. Like, she just has such this interesting, whispery, like... kind of like a butterfly, and, like... It's like like she's chirping. She's like a chirping bird, the way she sings. That's what it feels like. I don't know. And... Like, even just her approach to arrangement, it just really does remind me of Minnie Riperton. Um, like, it really just gives me that kind of vibe. So, just a really, really great song. I haven't, like I said, I've not heard the whole album, but um, that too, I feel like in a live what Munich just said. Like, you know, even just like not rushing myself to listen to certain things. So, I know I'm just going to refer back to that. And I'm looking forward to because I'm winding down now these next few weeks. That, yeah, I can see it being the soundtrack to my trip this album from what i've heard so that's respiree lanae
1: um viewed it it's amazing like it's i'm shopping you're gonna you're gonna really enjoy it um it's yeah she's just vocally stacked um the arrangement as you said is just so intentional doing what a lot of artists aren't doing right now in that in that terrain and i think this is well worth that four-year gap. Well worth it. Mm, like she's, I can tell the artistic development is there. Like she really lent it into herself, and yeah, she just really let herself be. And I think the lyricism's got even better. The vulnerability and where she's gone has got even better. Um, I, I I truly love this project. I think it's one of my favorites this year. To be honest with you, I think blew me away to be fair and I think you're gonna you're gonna feel the same um, or similar I,
0: yeah I'm looking forward to it so my next song is a song that Nick mentioned last week but I just wanna share it also my do it pets. do it it's Bella's Prototype. Bella's Prototype Sons of Sonics I gotta upgrade now
2: like you claiming that I go Hollywood you figured that I switched up, it was so obvious, obvious you girl that you knew she can't be recognized Bucking up but you don't get mad at butterflies
0: So, so, Eden and Nick, they sh- they they gassed the song last week, how much they love the song. And I'm joining that number. I love this song. It's such a great song. Mm. And it just really reminds me of, like, t- like early 2000s UK R&B. That's what I like. That's mm. what I like. It's like, it's an old school sound, but it's our sound. Like, I, it, like literally, it was reminding me of Craig David. Like, literally, it was reminding yeah, me of Craig
1: yeah, David. Yeah, 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 I hear it. I hear it. I know.
0: Like I was getting a bit of Craig David vibes. I was getting a bit of like Darren B vibes. Remember him, guys? Remember him? <laughs> Remember him, guys?
2: What it kind of reminds
0: no, but it kind of reminds me of that. When we, was, we talk about Channel U, we was talking about obviously grime. But you no, know, there was there were a few a few two two R and B songs that we would get on the channel. Yeah, with Sky we did. Yeah, 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 yeah. That you know had their own little thing, like you know. So like you know, you had Darren B. He was who was another one. Um... Teo Cruz before he went to Dance Poppy, like, you know, Taylor Cruz's early songs. Yeah.
1: Again, like, I think a lot of people forget he has a really strong catalogue, like, early to, like, mid-career kind of catalogue, I think. He's really strong like he's re- he held us down he actually did hold us down in that red one moment yeah he was but actually, even before that the bebo yeah. r&b and b tape like As yeah. i'm saying i like just want to know all of that i just i just want to oh my god yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah and yeah. that's and those are the kind of songs yeah. that i was thinking of when i heard bella songs it was like and also even just like groups like uh uh it was like i can't kind of even got like some mystique kind of vibes yeah, like it, so, like yeah. It's not when I. Say it was start, even that
1: garage R and B meld, yes, which is what you're talking about with yes. Craig David and and Mystique. Like 110 percent is there, yeah. and I think that that element and side to our R and B can always be reinvigorated, especially in this era of the. There's not done enough, I think. Of that, yeah, I think there's a there's a potential for like a whole lane and yeah. stuff like that. I think even the group flow could get into some of that as yes, well. Definitely. Like, yeah, I think, definitely. Yeah, think, Yeah, hundred percent. Definitely but.
0: because. We obviously, you know, naturally, when you think about oh, '90s arm and RB wizard go back to the Americans, which obviously. But we ourselves, we have our. We own, had a moment. Yeah. We have our own history. We have our, like you know, we had we had Damage, mm. um, we had Mystique, we had the Honeys, we had Jamelia, we had Lamar, you know, Huge. We had F- fundamental, yeah. yeah, you know, um, you know, even you know, even Cheeky J- Javine had about a bop or two. She she had a bop. He bops, you know. the girls loud member who never was did she release that she released that album no she released an album and it bops like the the song real thing iconic
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> nah, she she definitely she she could she she was easily could have been a part of that moment if the industry allowed you know allowed, allowed for her it. to be yeah she was definitely she she was talented she and she had, was, really
0: she had a great voice she, she should have won
1: that pop idol season I had to well, watch that they didn't like,
0: want a black girl girls allowed so yeah like, they definitely know,
1: can, she I mean she like, won should have got yeah she definitely should have got into the group but yeah
0: yeah but yeah so that's why it rises so I just I love the song. And I'm just really excited for Bella, like, and also just UK r and Like, there's just so many dope artists now. And it's just so nice to see that. And I'm not going to complain about, oh, they could be doing more, could be bigger. It's there's so many structural things, infrastructure things that are out of my control. But it's just nice to see that people are clearly flourishing and that spaces are being made. Yeah, the music is, is like, it's just good. So and I've been on Bella for a few years now. But like she's really like, I really feel like we're about to see her best period musically. I, I feel like. I really feel like we're about to see a good season in her life in her career right now. So, so next up, another UK R and B, but this is from something that might surprise you. And I'm gonna kind of do a Nick thing here, where I talk about something that's not out, but I'm gonna guess it because I just can't. Oh, I'm excited! So this song that I'm about to talk about, that song is out, but I've also I've heard the album. You've heard more. (laughs) And yeah, so this next song is Eliza Heat of the Moon. Mm. Um, So you guys may not be familiar, but maybe you guys do know. She's formerly known as Eliza Doolittle. Yeah. So she was in, in like the late 2000s. She was like one of the UK pop girls and she had a few top 40 hits. Like just really making like commercial pop music. It had elements of like, like indie and ska and folk and stuff. But it was very, it was very, uh, White girl with black hair in the late two thousands. Like you know, there was there was a moment. Like you know, like Kate Nash and them. them yeah, that them wave. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That era of people, which by the way, I say this with like with love because Kate Nash had bops and bangers.
1: Yeah, it, the music was quality, like for yeah. the most part.
0: Yeah, I'm talking about that time in life, like you know, the Ting Tings. You like you know, <laughs> you know Not that that era that era in British pop music. <laughs> so Eliza Doolittle was part of that. Um, but she rebranded like four or five years ago as like a completely like R&B soul girl. And she released a project in 2018 called A Real Romantic, which is, I'm going to say it, it's fucking phenomenal. And I tweeted a few months ago saying that it is one, and I'm not saying it's no hyperbole, it's the truth. It is one of the best projects by British R&B artists over the last five years. It is so good. So, so good. I really recommend it. And I was just flawed at the quality and just the songwriting and just the musicianship because like where she's pulling from it's not just oh i'm trying to be a throwback or whatever like she's really there's like there's musicality there like there's really like uh a sense of like like she's really thought about the elements about constructing and craft so i don't know who she's working with but she's got a good team but no so she has another album coming out later this year um and i've been blessed to hear it and i'm just gonna say now i think it's gonna go down as one of my favorite albums of the year i'll say that and but she released the second single of the album a few days ago called heat of the moon which is one it's just guys please i really of everything that i say today if you don't do anything else please listen to that song it is just such an incredible well-written well-produced song like it's literally like Nirvana meets D'Angelo, meets Aaliyah. It's so like indie, yeah. so hip hop, so Dilla. But yeah, it kinda got like an Aaliyah vibe and the the way she sings the song, the lyrics about the song, like it's basically a song about finding new love and like but it's the way it's described, like the way she articulates that is just so beautiful. But in the backdrop of the production is just such a great contrast and yeah it's just yeah it's literally a phenomenal song and like i've had it on repeat all week but like i said i, I have i've had the album for quite a while so <laughs> even before it came out i was just like Cheek! and now that it's out like my like, guys you should check it out um and i'm gonna do one more so totally create a flower boy i revisited that earlier mm. this week because um so i basically watched um gerard carl michael's comedy special rothaniel which by the way guys highly recommend really good um, and I didn't, and I, my reference to him was, I knew he would to be Tyler the Greatest some years ago when Flower Boy came out, but I never watched it because time, life. But I like, now, that I was thinking, now that I've seen his comedy special, I kind of have an idea of his feel as a comedian. I'm like, oh, let me go back and watch this. And I was like, mm, I can imagine these two had a good conversation. And they did. It was a really good conversation. And yeah, it just kind of led me to revisit the Flower Boy album. And just, and still five years later, just what a great, a great body of work from Mr. Tyler. Like he really did. The damn thing—it's holding up well. It's aging so well, and then also just listening to his interviews. And this is one thing about—I love about Tyler. Like, you can see, see that this man is above anything a music nerd, above everything. No matter what you say about him, his personality or his controversial statements and things like that in the past, when he like when he was really wilding out in the early days. Like, above anything, if you go watch any interview with him, he's just an abundant music head like he's just such a nerd like the references he pulls from what he talks about he gets into he just more like all these deep dives about random things he was listening to which inspired a certain beat that he sampled and just hearing his process as an artist and as a producer is just so fascinating to me like i absolutely love it and it just really appreciates makes you appreciate he gives us like especially with these last three albums like he's just been on a run like flower boy igor call me if you get lost like, he's just really been on and run. And even then, like, that because like, his earlier stuff. Like, I love the Bomb album. I was listening to that a few days ago. Like, there's a song in there which I hadn't heard in such a long time. But I was like, oh, my God. Sadly, it features Kanye West. But, you know, it, it, it is. And Lil Wayne. oof, yeah. Smuckers. Yeah. <laughs> Lil Wayne and Kanye. And I'm like, tune. And then also, just what I love about Tyler is that I always come away with something to discover and want to educate myself on. So. He was talking about how, like, there was a certain song, which I can't remember now, was inspired by, he sampled a song by his band called Can, and basically, he basically was talking about how he went through a period of just listening to a lot of, like, German experimental rock music, and I was like, you know what, let me have a little Google, and I did, like, a little checking out, because, like, you know, you know me, researcher, historian, trying to be one day, whatever, whatever the Lord wants for me, and yeah, like, work, Tangerine Dream, Can, because he said, he said that, that's what Portishead listens to. If you guys didn't know, I love Portishead. Absolutely love them. So I was like, "Oh, let me see what... He inspired those guys. So I'm going to leave it at that. Tyler the Creator, Flower Boy, Raven A, Ecstasy, Bella Prototype, Eliza, Heat of the Moon.
1: That sounds amazing. Like a really good mix of songs and kind of genres as well. I think it's good. It's really good. Um, so I, I actually like weirdly enough um didn't listen to a lot of music this week just because of the deadlines that i've been doing and stuff like that i think it's just been <laughs> a whirlwind of a week um but in terms of what like shopping said obviously i listened to raven Lanay and all of that and i think that project was super amazing um can you tell i'm stalling right now i'm stalling because i'm going back <laughs> to my listens last week to see if i um covered this song um but no basically what i will say is that i'm going to talk about it again um i'll talk about dreezy's hit girl um which was released independently um and via empire as well so it's dreezy slash empire um it's produced entirely by hit boy um hit boy this is the first project he's produced entirely for a woman in rap um which is a great feat and I think he should do more of it um I'd love to hear something with Lotto as well I think he could do great work with her um but I'll go I'll go on record and say that um this is one of the best projects in in hip-hop release this year in terms of generally and for the women in rap um I really really miss Streezy and I will always 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 provide space to listen to her because one thing she is is a lyrical beast I think she is like incredible and she is an artist who can actually I know that there's the R&B community are kind of annoyed at this moment in time where melodic rap like is a thing but I think Drizzy pulls from that kind of Dej Loaf era of music where I think it works like it actually works like she can do a bit of R&B influences as well and hold her own in that space a little bit I'm not saying she's a powerhouse vocalist at all but she can there are vocals there she can sing like it's fine um so i think when it's done right and appropriately and in to her taste and her class and stuff i think she can mix the two worlds obviously she's primarily a rapper but i think for a rapper she can experiment too and i love to hear that from her but um this project is like 10 songs long um future's on it jeremiah's on it koila ray's on it which weirdly enough i think the ray and her work well together on It's called Balance My Lows, it's towards the end of the project. Um, I just think the production from Hit Boy, and I think it's being a producer who's been in this industry for decades at this point, um, I really appreciate how he's pivoting and reinvigorating, you know, the musicality of Nas, you know, for example, in, in the last couple of years, and just working with the kind of newer school of rappers as well, as well as kind of safe terrain too. So I think this was really unexpected to kind of see Dreezy and Hit Boy kind of come together. But looking at the aesthetics, looking at the visuals, it's a really good proposition. I think Dreezy as an independent artist on Empire now, um, it's she's still rolled this out really nicely, really seamlessly. She was on LA Leakers recently, killed the freestyle. She always kills the freestyle, always goes viral. She did go viral with this one as well. Um, and you know what? It's weird, right, because... Um, with the whole Jack Carlo conversation, um, which he spoke about last week, he did at LA Leakers. Um, and I just, I had to kind of step away from it. And I was like, yeah, he's smooth. You know, Jack, one thing about Jack, he is smooth on a production. However, listening to Dreezy and Lotto's, I went back and listened to Lotto's because um, she did one five months ago or so. So, be- beginning of this year and late last year, one of those two. And. <clears throat> I'm just like, why do we hold, again, like, I know I get into the conversation every single time, like, why do we hold women to a different standard? Because both of them killed his freestyle, like, they actually killed it, and a lot of the male kind of um, freestyles which we've seen this year on LA Leakers, so I went back and I I watched a few, and I was like, Lotto and Juicy are spitting for their lives right now, they're spitting, like, rent is due, like, it's been past the due date, like, and they are really good lyrical rappers like if you if you want to go into it you know they both um well not actually lotto didn't really do a verse on this one but she was on the chorus but i remember over the pandemic like thought box um went viral like Jeezy's verse went viral from that as well i just think she's someone who's so underappreciated in this kind of renaissance of women in rap um and i see megan i see Lato. i see Cardi, I see coler rave and having these moments, these really big moments of of um exposure commentary, all of that, and I think you know Dreese deserves to be in that conversation because she's so charismatic in her in her penmanship, she's so um lyrically lyrically developed as well because I think there's something about flowing but then there's also kind of the words you use in the vocabulary and I just think she's got a really great vocabulary in her in her arsenal as well. And uh I've said all I need to say to be honest. I just think it's a really great project. I think you should listen to it. I think you should take it in. Um and I just really love this kind of you know even in RB mile working with the newer generation of RB I just love the older generation people who can transition and give themselves a new phase of their career by working with kind of newer artists or younger artists anyway even if they're not new but younger artists as well and um, challenging themselves as a a producer because I love to see shifts and um, trajectory changes and how people's tastes change and all of that kind of stuff watching Mary J Blige for example and her career evolve it's beautiful to see like how she changes as an artist so on the producer side of things i love to see how you know someone like hip boy changes someone like how swiss beats changes some like how diddy's palette changes over the years um how rico loves palette changes over the years like just so many different um iterations of who i've seen grow up as producers in their own right having the tags and just hearing them like okay they're plus 40 now they're 45 50 like what does that look like? What does that sound like? Who are they giving to now? Um, what are their sound influences? How has trap influenced them? How is, you know, R&B's evolution into kind of um, this era where um, trap souls come about? How does that influence them if it does influence them? Um, and yeah, just how, how, does that kind of, how does that kind of reinvigorate their palette? So this is a great example of the old meeting the younger um, and experimenting and i just think the visuals even the the cover you know hit boys on the cover behind her i just love it and i love that she called herself hit girl she's like i can stand toe to toe and i am that girl so um yeah she proved herself throughout these 10 songs short and sweet great release um what else did i listen to this week do you know what honestly guys i feel like that's it like honestly it's been and that's really, fine yeah it's been a really like isn't yeah, I just haven't been here. Like, I haven't been present. Like, even all these news topics and stuff like that, like, have not been here. Not not the news that we cover this week, because I, I know about that. But just hot topics. Social media, just not, not been in the mix this week. Been been absent. Like, I don't know. Um, as long as I could eat, be nourished, and not work too hard this week, I think that was enough for me. Um, but we'll be back next week to talk about the big kendrick lamar album it's gonna be a great episode can't wait um can't wait to hear what shop has to say actually if he's played it yet if not played then he's it gonna once. play it
0: okay <laughs> so i'm gonna have to really immerse myself with it over this this next six seven days yeah which yeah, i'm glad yeah. about that's
1: fine that's fine i think it's great to listen to things when it's not a hot topic as well like how kind of to let things die down and when you've got space and capacity really and yeah. just kind of like take it in and you're on the train or you know on a run or like mm. wherever you are like in your own mm. space in your own time
0: you're totally right I yeah. think with the day it came out uh obviously yeah there was just too much conversation too much opinions but also from what I from the one listen the album itself is also a lot <laughs> like, it's it, heavy it's for, a lot it's so, heavy. <laughs> so I'm like I'm glad I've had like these last two weeks where I can actually just have a lot of space from it and also just space from the conversations that I've been having. So now mm. when I do check out, um, yeah, actually, I'll listen to it tonight when I'm getting ready. Um, oh my god, that's a great time! Yeah, it'd be, good. Um, it'd be good, yeah, yeah. While I'm like, I can actually just listen to it with a completely fresh mindset in the background. Not what about what someone said on Twitter or if it's a classic or <laughs> like all that Please, stuff? let like just avoid that, like... <laughs> but anyway. Thank you for that, Nick. Uh, so we're going to get into the news now. So we have mm-hmm. three topics, um, two of which are quite humorous, one which is a bit... Mm. Uh, so, no, it's just,
1: Nick- you know, it's just, it's just classic don't let the stands, isn't it? Something that makes you think a bit more and something that, you know, light, you know, starting light. But um, this one... Uh, oh, I didn't even know this extra bit for this article. It shows how much I know. But... Um, End of. We spoke about Channel U. We can't not talk about them for better or for worse. For better or for worse, they were quintessential in that moment. Before Channel U became Channel, AKA when it was Channel mm. U, okay, mm-hmm. Let the them know. watermark sure. was present channel you on their visuals you know brent cross underpass yeah you know you know okay northwest london north north can claim it a little bit because brent cross is the intersection so we'll give it to you but and (laughs) they did form a part of our Bebo, myspace you know all msn BBM, bbm oceana anyone oh remember that? Anyone oh remember my... that? Liquid, oh my... oh, no, I'm, I'm joking. So I'm giving dead. up too much. I'm giving up too I'm much. I'm giving so up too dead. much. You know. Anyway, child. <laughs> I was present. I was. Tinchy Strider played as well. Yeah. Phone, oh pop, my... phone party, whatever. Anyway, oh we move, we move. It was like two or three times. But anyway, Ed Dubs were definitely present. We right? were
0: great.
1: The number <laughs> we really thought, you know, with Coke, Coke. Get, you know can't even get vodka coke you know literally people finessing cigarettes from whoever outside before their parents came to pick them up listen a joke but um end-ups were very crucial i'm not gonna lie we will not lie on this show they were very huge okay number ones summer baggers even old our peers who were older than us you know probably played them in ibiza probably but during that time you know um I just got a memory of like Tinchy Strider and Amel from Sugar Babes, their oh song. Oh my god. Oh my god. Anyway, literally, the UK Jesus. went through it. We, Theo Cruz, literally. he held us down. He held us down through Honestly. that time. He Remember
0: Chip Mancala's
1: song with Esme dentists Oh, wait. Oh, not Esme <laughs> Dentis. Not Esme <laughs> Dentis. Stop it. Justin Timberlake tried to do a ting. He tried to oh. do a young Justin Bieber. He tried to do a oh to Discover her. Anyway, Esme, R.I.P. it. R.I.P. Oh, not I'm, not in death, so but good. career. Anyway, but how did we get here? How did we actually get
0: here? Anyway, end dubs. They're back together. N
1: <laughs> fucking dubs. Daps, are all the original members, Phaser, right? All of them are back together. I know you knew about the concert in the O2, you know? Big, big O2. Anyway. So they are back together. They announced the tour dates originally. And You know, some people shocker dismay or expectations. To be honest, because they were huge, they um, they sold out. They sold out in minutes, actually. Um, I'm surprised. Just it was in in less than one day. Um, So it's crazy. And it will be their first UK t- stadium tour since 2011, so it's been over ten years. That's crazy to even think about. Ten years has gone by so quickly. Um, maybe do you know what it is? It's because Talissa was on X Factor for a few years after, so it kind of felt like they were still a thing or whatever. Like so, but yeah, it's been ten. It's been like over ten years, eleven years. They were uh, posted a new snippet of their track "Charmer" to kind of um, help fuel that sell and drive kind of consumer demand for them. Um, Oh, I didn't even know this. Unknown unknown T.
0: Right, Unknown T, Youngin. Remember him?
1: You know, Youngin, 8. Oh, are the they start. on the song? No, no, no. They were the big names reacting and helping to push ticket sales. They were, like, oh. really excited. So their live shows are set to start on the 7th of November. Um, and they've announced following additional dates because of this demand. There's people who are pissed that they didn't get tickets. So... Um, yeah that's the news basically i'm just trying to see how many dates that they've added from this article but i can't see but um they've added some new dates basically essentially is what the news is and the news is that they sold out because we were going to cover this (laughs) last week eden said let's wait and see what happens and yeah we've got some new news so um what are your thoughts on the i guess can we call them iconic iconic no. in british culture like i'm joking i'm joking well i i wouldn't but certain no. people were no, calling them iconic are... i did see it no <laughs> i did definitely see not that
0: but <laughs> you know giving them respect they are figureheads of a certain era in time like definitely they were the like, biggest
1: yeah 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 like they were, yeah, like, certain cult
0: they, were uh, they were like if not they were if not the first one of the first acts to get to get from channel you to mainstream, signing with a major record deal, major mm. record label, having actual success. Like, the fact that Talisa even was able to get on The X Factor. Like, I remember that being a thing, like, Talisa from End Ups is now on, on ITV. And anxiety. everyone
1: was shocked. Everyone was shocked.
0: So it's like, you got to give them the, the, the credit for that, even even mm. that. Like, can like, I just say, can I just gone? say
1: really quickly, <laughs> I just need to get this name up really quick, make sure that they actually called that, okay. Right. <laughs>
0: Anyone listen
1: to the receipts? Anyone yes. listen to the receipts? Remember that group, Code Red, that came after them? <laughs> they were literally their double gangers. They were mm-hmm. actually the same thing. Like, literally. Code Red? I don't remember that. No, type it in on YouTube now, Shofei, please. Code- just what was the name of the song? Over.
0: Code Red, over. That doesn't sound familiar to nah, me.
1: Nah, you literally, that, it was on, it was when Channel U became Channel, aka. But essentially this group tried to copy the formula word for word and now is her name Milen- what's her name millennia? Oh Yeah. Yes. Do you remember
0: this? Like, I can't I'm not I'm not playing the song, but I'm just looking at the film like no, Yes, look at I do this remember is the this.
1: But word for yes. word, bar for bar. <laughs> so I even, just to shut even,
0: up. The, even the trope of the cheating nigga in the beginning yeah. and they're having an argument still in yeah. the phone literally that's you can't tell me that's not N dubs um ouch oh my ha, god ouch. Ha, ha, ha,
1: ha. <laughs> <laughs> every girl was dashing their phone to pretend oh my they were twins like literally um yes i oh i going to play this afterwards <laughs> nah it's not nah, chop it it's actually the funniest but, song but shout out to the receipts we shout love out to you them. we love you but, guys but um but as yeah, i was saying yes dubs.
0: <laughs> so yeah so not iconic no but we give god give them like they just do we have to but i'm actually surprised at two things i was surprised that they had the confidence to do an arena tour mm. that surprised me but then i was surprised that it actually sold out so you know i'll eat my words apparently the demands to see talisa dappy and phaser on stage is that is that big apparently so i
1: Like,
0: I I can't... And the fact that it's not even just the UK, like, it's literally all over the UK. Like, wow, people are... So, people were really yearning and waiting for this moment. I mean, like, I will not be there, but... (laughs) I will not be there, but, you know... Because what I will say is that I do think... And this was a product of many other artists of that period, that once they got signed, the sound became very diluted. Awful. Very diluted. So... I remember, you know, you better not waste my time. The original release, because yeah. if you guys remember, they re-released yeah. it when they got signed. Yeah, and there was two videos, guys. So he's, he's a little history there. Then of course the iconic um, Northwest classic. I swear.
1: Oh my gosh, iconic. iconic!
0: Which, which once again, like, say what you want, but I remember that was a moment. That song was a moment. <laughs> yeah. And then my personal favorite song, FIFA for Las Vegas." <laughs> Chew. oh my days <laughs> i i remember when i came out i didn't remember those n dubs was n double
1: listen yes one so thing like... i'll say i will say this listen back then you know bebo myspace the songs got played right the songs got enjoyed we were doing the ha, 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 like shopping yes. it just did. You know, we were doing that. We were all claiming The songs cross. were, trans- were we translated from yeah.
0: Bluetooth on our phones. Yeah,
1: we were all infrared, Bluetooth, all of that. We were, claiming, we were claiming it. One thing I will say now. Yes. The songs did not age well. Correct. I am 26 years of age. Correct. I'm not going to the O2 for nostalgia because it sounds... Awful. I'm sorry. Like I'm really bad. I'm, I'm, I have to say it. I'm sorry. I don't know what else to tell you. I can't make the music, bop. I know the phrase is "I can't make the music," not bop, but I can't make the music bop. If someone's playing that in my car right now, I'm throwing the car away. Like, don't just don't do it. Don't do it. I'm not listening to it. I'm not listening to it. Um, but you know, shout out to people who love nostalgia and want to go to the concert enjoy it, as Shopay said, I won't be present, but I'm sending peace and love, I come in peace, you know, it doesn't bother my day, and also one thing I will say, I'm not paying for someone who's white and says the M word, I just have to bring the controversy into and it. And I'm
0: not paying. I'm um, not paying. For...
1: And the Talisa girl, whatever yeah. the controversy was, I forgot what I'm it was. I'm not
0: paying for someone who ruined a black woman's career on national television for no reason.
1: Oh, yeah, the bullying. We should be, oh, yeah, you think I'm paying? Be... It's, oh, so it's forever oh.
0: fuck Talisa for that. Forever. Oh, you think Oh, you that. think I'm
1: paying? Oh, oh. Even if press invited me, oh, we're not going. Mm-hmm. We're not going. So it's forever. So you don't, yeah, Faiza, you're a clown. You're a yeah. clown. Have yeah. you even checked your friends before you got back? Anyway, we don't know the behind <laughs> the scenes. I'm not going to do that because I'm a journalist. So maybe conversations have happened. It's exactly. You know, probably they probably have, to be honest with you, group chat shit. But, um,
0: or maybe not, you know, well, maybe not. Actually. Maybe not.
1: Let's not
0: give them that grace. Like,
1: uh, phase, uh, you know, like, I don't we agree. know the industry. It's, exactly. it's for the culture, it's for the culture, she didn't even bully her, like, uh, you know, anyway, but it's allegedly, we're in the middle, we don't know what was said, um, but what I will say is, I can't support that, right, I'm <laughs> really, I just can't support it, the bullying on national TV, you know, Kelly, damn Rowland, with her American yes. self, has to get involved and drapes you yes. by your fucking, Kelly <laughs> you know
0: Rowland was giving her, was, was giving her as much of that Atlanta energy yeah. as she was allowed, literally, on ITV on literally,
1: Saturday, literally, literally, I she reined just, it in, but
0: she she got in she her. She
1: reined ass. it in, but she
0: got in that ass. I know, I know. Alan I know backstage. I know backstage. Kelly gave this is her. what I'm saying.
1: I know backstage. She said nothing to that woman. <laughs> that woman was a waitress to her. <laughs> Don't even the female what the female who the female you better get boss. That tattoo removed. You better get that tattoo removed. Oh, the fe- anyway, oh every every, every damn week cringe, that, cringing arm.
0: Cringing with that arm that <laughs>
1: Listen, one thing I'll say about this one, this other, you know, perpetrator of racism, Cheryl Cole. Yeah, I will always call her Cheryl Cole. She's not acknowledging anything but Cheryl Cole. Anyway, but at least she didn't embarrass me every single week. At least she just walked to her seat like the mouse that she is. Instead of you to be doing a grand old jester, what have you done to deserve that tattoo? With that tattoo, let that me just—what looked... have you done to deserve? It was very Camden. It was. It just looks like
0: one camden. of those ones you get in cereal boxes. To be honest,
1: that you put on and then you rip off. Like, it's off. It's giving golden time year five. Like it's giving
0: golden like, nuggets. All free, free fake tattoo. <laughs>
1: This, do you know what, yeah. No, no, no. While we're here, we have to talk about... We have to talk about what is the song's name? When Talissa thought she could go to the United States and she recorded with Tiger. Oh, my heard.
0: God. Oh, my, oh, that song was garbage.
1: Live it up.
0: That song was garbage. And she released that. She
1: released more. There was another song that was featuring someone. I literally forgot what it was. Well, the biggest she...
0: song was Young, which was a number one single. That was oh, the big
1: God, one. God. That was Fucking terrible, wasn't it? Like literally, like. Then I like, live, it was, no, live it up was.
0: No. Live remember, it up. Like, I remember. I remember laughing.
1: No, no, I remember. I'm not even gonna lie. I do. <laughs> nah, your friend at that grape juice. I literally remember they covered it, and I was like, "What is this mess? Like, what is actually going on? <laughs> Why, like Tiger? What was the check that big? Was the check that big? Listen. I'm even watching it after But you know, but, you know that, but once again, but once again
0: that was a weird time. Like, this is a complete sidetrack. But <laughs> let's not forget, Pusha T has a song of Pixie Lot. So let's not... Wait, what, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, Hi. yeah, Hi. yeah. Hi. yeah.
1: I'm, I'm, good. I'm sorry, guys. You can hear the typing. Pixie Lot
0: a... has a song of Pusha T. And it was around the same time as the Talisa Tiger song. So clearly oh. the American... Oh, my so... God, This. So the American rappers clearly were like, hey, we need to get this. Do you know
1: what? They saw Bad they Boys. Saw a bag. They saw Alexandra Bad Boys with Flowrider and they said, it's I time want some of that too to cash in. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Time to cash the fuck in. They ah, uh, they nah. But Luke, do you Lot. remember
0: that song, Pixie Lot? Pixie no, I do. Don't...
1: I'm looking at the visuals now. I'm like, this is... Pixie Lot really thought she was something, didn't she? She really did. She really <laughs> thought she was. It was the real aura before Rio aura. That's that's what it was with Pixie Lott. Do, was...
0: do what makes me scream at the beginning of that video? <laughs> I don't know if you've seen it. The way she flicks her hair is <laughs> <just> so awkward. <laughs>
1: No, I'm fucking loading it now. I'm sorry, guys. She was nah. trying to like,
0: she was trying to give like sex siren. It just came across as just, like, it just came across as like. No, but this is what Disney I'm girl. saying. she's
1: literally Rita Aura before Rita Aura. Like the, her face, the expressions, it's the same thing.
0: Ambiguity was literally there.
1: Thing. Nah, they literally tried to get a bag. You know, I'm sorry. <laughs> they tried. They all tried to get a piece of the UK bag. That's all they wanted. I. Couldn't it have been fucking, what's his name? French Montana, like, get someone else who actually, like... Honestly, someone that we don't care about. Push a fucking team, like...
0: Pixie Lot did well to secure that, you know, because not only is it an American rapper, that's a credible American rapper. Do
1: you know what it was as well? Ellie Golden got her success and everyone said, I'm a try. I'm a try. Well, That's did, what who happened. Did, who
0: did Ellie Golding do her song with?
1: No, it's in like Ellie Golden. Remember, she was broke through in America. She was like the Dua Lipa. Like, she had a bit of success over there. And it was like. She
0: actually had
1: UK, good music. Though, but... The UK girl. Yeah, yeah, she had good music. She's a, she's a great artist. Like, when she was in her bag. But yeah. um, in terms of um, Pixie and all them girls, they were just like, listen, let me try anything to get over. Let me just try and force it. But Ellie actually had talent. That's all I'm going to say. The good. other two. Girls yeah. that we just spoke about Telissa. No, and Pixie, Pixie had
0: no Pixie Law had a few bops. She had she had. but some she songs. just wasn't she a songs. star, was she? No, she wasn't. She just
1: all. wasn't a star. She even looks like Rhea or in this video. Like it's the same thing. Nah, I'm sorry. Pixie They, Lot, they like, replaced her. They replaced I, her. I
0: won't deny that she had some song, but she yes, yeah, just no star quality. And she was just very boring. Average, and it boring. showed in what happened to her career. But I will not deny, cry me out. I will not deny. All right, fine. Do. All right. I will fine, not deny fine, that. Fine, fine, fine. And even the Pusha T song, like, at the time, <laughs> I was like, you know what? You better give us, you better give us um, Morrison's value, Beyonce. Give us yes. the hair.
1: Give... <laughs> give us the Give us a bit of Cheryl Cole with some spice.
0: That, that time in UK music No, was it was wild. fucking weird. It was fucking wild. weird. Cheryl Cole
1: released the albums, guys. Like, Cheryl Cole... Nah, 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 nah. It was scary. But anyway,
0: any more on dubs before we move on?
1: No, 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 no. What I will say is shout out to... Uh, no, actually, there's no positive in this. You know, just like enjoy the nostalgia. That's <laughs> that's all it is. Enjoy the nostalgia. I was about to say shout out for them who get in a bag, but you're racist. So <laughs> shout out to the fans. You know, I hope I you hope enjoy, you enjoy... Oh. You know... But shout out to Misha B. That's all I'll say. Shout out to Misha B. But um, we will move on to the next topic, which is interrelated with music and labels and moves and, you know, promotional tools and all of that. Um, TikTok. Striving these girlies a bit mad, isn't it? Striving everyone a little bit crazy. And it's making me... You know that meme, who are these niggas? That's what I'm 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 doing this now. Looking at the clip, like... Who are these niggas? Like literally, because I'm seeing people with over four million followers on TikTok alone try this trend. It's getting scary. It's getting really scary. So we'll explain it for you. This is via Team Vogue. If you want to have a read, and then we'll get into another day's article which supports this, which will point you to a really good long read. Um, so is her name pronounced Halsey? Halsey. Halsey, okay, Halsey. Don't listen to the music. I've heard the songs, the public ones, but not really um, a fan. But Halsey, 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 sorry, I'm really bad with names. Halsey. TikTok went viral last week, which she actually wanted anyway. Um, She's sounding off, she's sounding sad, putting on her best Oscar winning performance on the platform allegedly telling everyone that the label will not release a new single which sounds terrible by the way maybe they were right um but until a fake tiktok campaign Uh. moment happens she cannot release music allegedly so it's dated may 22nd if you want to have a uh, watch don't think it's deleted just yet But she said, basically, I have a song that I love and I want to release it ASAP, but my record label won't let me. I've been in this industry for eight years. I've sold over 165 million records. That's a lot in this era. So well done for you for that. That's great. Um, And my record company is saying that I can't release it until they can fake a viral moment on TikTok. She captions, everything is marketing, and they are really doing this to basically every artist these days. I just want to release Music Man. I deserve better to be honest, I'm tired, so in response to all of this, the industry, myself, That's Pod, other platforms, all of us collectively said together, who are these niggas, and we said that this is fake, we questioned the integrity of this clip, and to be honest, she kind of told us in plain sight that this was fake, because she said that she was trying to create a fake viral moment. So I feel like she was just putting a spoof on that. But I also feel like it speaks to a larger trend mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. we are gonna get into uh, via the days article. This day's article is and actually Charlie X responded to people posting her clip saying writing a thread on all oh, the girlies are, you know, doing all this on TikTok. She said, no, nah, I was just having fun. Like she actually quote tweeted and said, no, nah, I was just faking it to have fun or something like that. But the day's article is written by Tom Waits, I want to say, Wait, Wait, um, and it's called "Our Record Labels Holding Musicians Hostage to Post Relatable TikToks." So, in the past couple of weeks, um, as well as that TikTok that we just discussed, we've seen some from Charlie XEX and um, FKA Twigs. Um, there's loads, there's literally loads. Like, honestly, there's a trend going on right now, so you'll probably find Florence
0: in the Machine all
1: the time. Yeah, Florence in the Machine talking about like saying that basically she just wants to release music. Florence, in particular, was the one in the TikTok. But, um, yes, this is a new trend in content. Um, just basically kind of putting a dagger on the label and kind of spoofing them, however. We feel, as people in the industry... Well, I'm not going to speak for Shopee, but I feel like this is just a trend that has been instigated by the label themselves um, in order to gain attention to the artists as well. If you remember last year, um, Ray, the singer Ray, we covered this as well, um, spoke about similar kind of things, not on TikToks, but she, like she needed to get promotion to have the music released and it was a genuine cause of concern and she got you know out of her record label and now she's independent um i think she releases via awol now but um this is just interesting to see a unique spin on that with tiktok added in the mix as well i just think it's a really interesting moment in time we're in and i for one do not believe this for a second any of these tiktoks so i believe tiktok is a strategy and i've heard from label heads specifically say TikTok is a huge strategy right now we need to like break it and all that kind of stuff but I think these clips are engineered by the label themselves to spark controversy and attention around that artist to help quote-unquote save them which means creating profit for the label so this is fake in my opinion I feel like it's Fabrication and it's just boring. Like you're boring.
0: But what does that even say? The fact that she's even faking (laughs) a complaint about TikTok for the sake of TikTok. What does that say about where we are in this day and time?
1: Is this who we are? Is this what we like? That's what (laughs) on this land. Literally, is Uh. this who we are? It's just getting really scary for everyone, and I just think people need to step away. And just assess like it's not worth it like no i'm not saying TikTok as a whole isn't worth it but i'm just saying it's getting very weird isn't it it's just getting a bit creepy but like, it's the wise. Just step back go like, on
0: obviously like you said this this case is was obviously fake and too engineered Allegedly. engineered but even the fact of doing that and I like, obviously reading the article now reading that fk 8 because it's been Basically, she gets cussed out by her label for not posting enough. <laughs> Charlie XEX.
1: Charlie did say it was a joke, like, but I'm going to get the no, exact but tweet, but go on.
0: It's it's a joke, but clearly there's still, as you know, we always say that there's truth in the root of a lot of these things. So, like, oh, yes, we're joking. Yeah, yeah. And she may not actually be that bothered about it, but it does sound like clearly your label is like, hey, do this. Hey, do that. We need you to just be online and looking like i don't know relatable or go viral for being stupid or for being funny or quirky whatever it's like whether they are enjoying enjoy themselves or not the fact is that it is clearly being drilled into them by ma- their management or their label like you need to incorporate this more even if you're not actually promoting your, your music directly even if you're just doing yourself like i think like I saw this article says that fta twigs will just like post post things about my nourished men with mummy issues. It was like, what? Why do we need that? Do well, we need-
1: doesn't it... Do you remember, like, I said this about two years ago to you. We were in Camden and we were speaking about Ariana Grande's potential second album in one year. Um, oh, God. And I said oh, wow. this point, yeah, literally. And I was like, literally, she pretends to be this person on Twitter. Like, she literally tweets in this imaginary Tumblr-esque kind of voice. You know, scissor esque kind of isms, and even scissors like leaning into it even more. The kind of relatability moment, kind of like, oh, girls, fans, like, what nails should I get today? Or, you know, like, oh, I'm so tired, like with the font all weird and stuff like that. Like, I think it's obviously a marketing mechanic. They're trying to be internet girls, you know, and, you know, e girls, internet girls kind of vibes. And, hate the word vibes hate that i use myself use that myself but you know what i mean like that kind of um framework and i think this is just a modern iteration of it on tiktok be that person you know be relatable be exposed like i'm exposing the evils of the industry like like man (laughs) dating topics like what else should i wear on this date you know be a city girl like there's different personalities i think they are just leaning into that for engagement and it's it's buying into personality you know we are in a time where artists rarely step away and they're in the shadows between albums um look at the reaction for Samfa for the few light features that he's done this year you know hasn't been in the light for ages um whereas you know certain people well a lot of people have to be they can't go away and garner the same reaction when they come back so it is just that moment and it, it's sad. And I think it's um, it sacrifices from the art a little bit because you feel obliged to even in your off time have to be online. And, mm-hmm. and we saw, and I think the pandemic kind of normalised that. And I hate the word normalised. Oh, I use that every day. But I think it normalised that because that that was all we had. You know, people had to make content and they had to make music videos from their home. Keep the show on the road. Yeah. Digital tours, you know, hologram tours with Spotify and, you know, IG
0: Live conversations.
1: Yeah, so I think multiple things are happening here because the Ariana Grande thing, conversation was before the pandemic, right? So this pre-existing be relatable, be online was already there. But circumstances forcing us online, that's all we had to work from home, to be present, to like connect with friends, that's all we had. So, is essentially, or to go for walks, you know, social distance walks. But those were that was, you know, the privilege of having locality and like all of that. But essentially, being online coincided with the relatability toolkit mm. coming into play, or being really rampant, anyway. So I think it just heightened expectations. So now we are in a world where most nations can go outside again. Um, the labels are like, hold on, wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Where are those ten tweets? <laughs> where are those four videos a week? You know, four videos a week. Child, probably like eight. But where are those eight videos a week? You know, and we have to keep the show on the road, as you said, um, shopping. It's like That's. It's just unfortunate circumstances, and I'm not not saying it's great. I'm not saying we endorse that mentality because it's just it's it's a burnout kind of mechanic. But I am just saying that art is being sacrificed for the expense of having to be online and everything. And it's just, it's tragic, isn't it?
0: You know? mm, but also, it's, it's, there's two things I want to say. Like, one... Yeah, go for it. Um, that TikTok strategy, there's nothing wrong with having it or implementing it. But yeah. your label, as a label, you should be promoting it anyway. You should be working on ways to manoeuvre, push a song, regardless. Mm. TikTok is just an auxiliary. It shouldn't be... The main event of your whole strategy. And that's what, is that's what it's becoming.
1: That's what it's becoming. There's nothing
0: commentary. wrong with using TikTok as a marketing. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, loads yeah. of people do it. But the fact that in this case, um, Holsey is saying that she can't even release the song at all if she doesn't go viral first. Like, no, but she should be putting it out. Like, what about radio ads? And what about, I don't know, banners outside, like, you know, physical, offline, guerrilla marketing? Like, but so the thing is, do you things. believe,
1: do you actually believe the message, though? Or do you think it's just used as a ploy? Because that's the question that's in my head as well. Oh, no no, like, no, 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 Is it obviously, fake? In this the case... hypothetical it, kind of like, f- you have to go, you have to get like 200,000 likes or whatever before you can even get the consideration or something like that. Like, but
0: obviously in this case, it's up for debate, but I mean like in general though. Oh, yeah, metrics in general. I just know that, I don't do, I do know that artists are so just, I just kind of relying on TikTok to sell yeah. that to sell their song yeah and it's just like that, that's not how it always works and also another fact is so it's that and then also as I wrap up this is also just it's not for everyone like the TikTok thing isn't for everyone it's not a universal thing like not everyone will have the same yeah uh, engagement with TikTok via their music. Like, for example, it's like, like, you know, like, imagine if Kendrick Lamar just now was just out here on TikTok before the album came out and just out here doing nonsense. It's just, it's just not the same. Who Kendrick Lamar, did you say? Imagine. Yeah. Mm. Like, you know, like, you remember how Adele spoke quite a lot about it last year? Like, I'm not doing this for TikTok. Like, I'm just putting my music for people who want to listen to my music. Like, It's not the same audience. Like, yeah. And not
1: everyone has to be on TikTok. Like, as well. Exactly. That may not be your platform. Like, IG may be your platform. Exactly. Or, like, Twitter may be your platform. Or, like, whatever. But, like, you don't... Or Snapchat, to be honest. Snapchat's huge. Like, Snapchat's... not for everyone. Like, it's... It isn't for everyone. And I think it's... We need to just... I just need a couple of years to go by for when TikTok really seeps itself in and, you know, just gets itself in order. Because I think... Right now it's the new girl, it's the you know, the new one and everyone's just like, you have to do it, you have to be there. and I'm just like, You don't so let's just wait a couple of years, let it settle in and then people will realise, Oh, I actually don't need to be on here all the time. So I just think people are putting themselves to unnecessary kind of mechanics and mediums and making themselves upset over things that don't need to really be you don't need to be upset about. Just labels need to get a bit of a grip here. Um, and even if you get engagement, it doesn't necessarily equal break. Like transitioning to the song. Like even if you get 400k views or whatever, doesn't mean you're getting 400k streams. You know what it doesn't that mean. It, it,
0: and it doesn't mean that you're gonna have a top 40 debut on Billboard. Exactly.
1: So it's just I know the, there's higher probability. Completely get that if the dance trend takes off, for example, but. I just think we all need to get a little bit of a grip and just relax. Um, uh, I'm over this era we're in right now. Like, it's just so materialist, so materialist in so many different ways. But this trend, bin it, try something else, please. Like, because this trend is so dead. Like, it's so shit. It's so shit. The girls are rolling their eyes. Even, like, the screenshot of, like... um, without like getting into looks or anything but like the tiktok the the limited makeup look and like the like it's just stopped like it's, it's oh by force like stop like Not just the whole rolling the eyes like the whole like like even fk twigs like, oh guys like you know the person i'm just like please just go into hollywood if you want to act in deal if you want like a, there's there's so many things you can do You know, Charlie, I'm sure you can get a film. Like, FKA, I'm sure you can get a film right now. Just please go and get those auditions in. Do a Coco Jones, you know, do both or something. But I don't know. It's just... It's making my head hurt, this trend. It's making my head hurt. It's making my head Mm -hmm. hurt. But But, um... Let's move on to the last, last topic. topic. I'll let you lead, Shopee, because Shopee has a bit more perspective in this one in terms of he's watched more than I have this week. Um, but I'll let you lead.
0: So, we're going to end the show by discussing Azaira Shard. So, um, an interview came out yesterday, an in-depth conversation with him about with Joe Budden, and it was his first interview since his sex tape leaked um, a few months ago. And I'm gonna be transparent here. I have not seen the whole thing, and being honest, I'm not planning to watch the whole thing because I'm not trying to watch an hour of of a man be questioned about sexuality by Joe Budden, of all people. So I'll start by saying that. Um, and Nick hasn't had the time to watch it either, but I did see some clips and and I have a general view of the situation at large. So I'll start by saying that. So during the course of the interview, Isaiah Rashad, so Joe Biden asked him how does he identify that so he's come out as sexually fluid and that he's more attracted to personalities and intellect that's not necessarily by gender or sexual organs and it's just like he vibes with the person and um then joe said which i thought was so stupid and this is why i was like why is joe budden doing this it's like and i understand and i get it why because obviously azara is a rapper so i guess if they wanted to have a Deep conversation the guys to get what Charlamagne or Joe Budden, even though there are other people that you could have called, like, but no. Um, you know, there was you could have, you could have called Jinx, you could have called, um, what's that guy from Genius called, Nick Speedy Moore? No. The, other, the guy of glasses
1: Oh from genius yeah. um Robert Markman.
0: yeah, him you could have could there's other options, but you know we're always accustomed to that these things have to be Charlemagne or Joe Button because they're like the the voice of reason for some reason they're the ones that they're the serious ones, even though a lot of the things they say are a bit yeah, which leads to my point. So when as Shah said, he's sexually fluid, Joe Button asked him, so you're not monogamous sir where's the correlation what's the correlation what has monogamy got to do with his sexuality and his sexual identity which kind of leads into the stereotype about queen people not being able to be monogamous and they're just kind of out here fucking everybody so like that was something i had an issue with and then when joe asked him you know oh so when did you discover this part of yourself he's like it's been in the last few years he's just been trying things out blah 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 Joe Biden then went on to say, "What while sober?" And it's like once again, it's like it's like it's the implications of what you're saying. And like, yes, we can give grace because Joe Biden's ignorant; he's a straight man, all that. But it kind of just leads to my point, which is why I didn't think I wanted to watch the whole thing, because it's just like for a topic this sensitive and for a topic that's very specific and particular. I'm not saying it had to be a queer person, but get someone who is who has done more reading and has a wider understanding of sexuality and gender performance and expression and all those kind of things because it's just kind of like as I, I interpreted some of the he kind of felt a bit awkward by some of the questions obviously he was prepared to talk about it that's why he was there but just some of like joe's responses were just like like i no i, I was not say that happens i know they're not they're harmful steeped in ignorance and i don't think that was his intention i don't think he was trying to be harmful but it's just like it just kind of elucified elucified like why you shouldn't yeah, it should have been someone else. But what I will say, on a positive note, is that I do think that this is a great thing overall, and I do think that it will be interesting to see um, how the journey and the conversation around sexuality in hip hop continues now in light of this happening. Now, there are other factors in place because I, I will say that you know as much and as much as he's had a, an outpouring of love, an outpouring of grace, which she deserves and she needs, and. As I even said, he's not pressing charges against the person who leaked it because he's just focused on getting his mind right. Like, his grandfather died, like, a few days after the, the sex tape leaked. and So, like, a lot was going on. And he crashed his car. so like, Which is so heartbreaking to hear that his mind was just put in the ringer like that. Like, all that to be going on at once and have the public just talking and talking and talking. Like, it's just, it's just, it's so heinous. It's just so, so disgusting the way this kind of culture put um, permits itself it's just like it's so bad like because if this man killed himself what would have happened it's just so dangerous but anyway but um so i do think it's good i do think it'll be, it's, a, it's a great step i wonder what this will mean but that being said i look at him and i'm thinking like yeah leonard sex he still gets he still gets hell he gets hell from people and it goes to the ideas of like you know you're allowed to be queer but it's like how you're doing it you know what i mean Obviously, Isaiah is Rashad, you know, he's masculine presenting. He's not necessarily flamboyant. He doesn't really employ overt sexuality in his videos and that kind of thing. Whereas, obviously, Leonard's X is really out here unabashedly just being himself. And, you know, really giving that imagery and the lyrics as well. And, obviously, he's a massive superstar. So, but seeing how he's treated. Wait, like, who? Leonis X.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: Comparing how he's treated, but whereas, clearly, like, he's still getting a lot of visible and public homophobic retorts onto what he's doing. Whereas is not getting that. And it's just like, so like, where's the difference? We know why they are. But also it relates to the fact that Azarashad is not a mainstream superstar either. It's like, if he was like a bigger level artist commercially, would things be different? But I just wanted to, you know, as Nick says, nuance. I just wanted to bring that perspective there. Um, and hopefully, you know, you guys can enjoy the conversation. But... Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's, that's my... Um, that's my thoughts on the conversation, Ree. So I'm happy for him. I'm happy for him happy mm. that he's in a great place and that i'm happy he's just been taking time. Like he could say, like silver linings that yeah. his family have been able to be closer as a result of this, they've been able to come together. He's in a healthy relationship. He's been working on himself. And also rec- recognising the the transience of even his sexuality, he's like, he said at the moment he's actually fluid. He's still like he said he's still reading and researching about where he where he actually fits on the spectrum. So Those are my thoughts. So, yes, I didn't watch the whole thing, but hopefully that's a decent analysis of the situation.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's important to kind of for him to still be here and him to still be healthy. Ultimately, I think that's what was concerning when that clip first leaked as well. And I think, you know, it's none of our businesses. It's, I think it was the wrong person for sure. Um, And I just think that there should be more consideration when there's um certain conversations going on um but obviously we know that this kind of we know that pop culture in general isn't about specificity it's always just about the look and the visual look and st- and everything like that and i know why he probably would have gone on a joe Biden um podcast to discuss that i think he was trying to reach a specific community yeah. and i think there was probably ego and <sighs> like ego like masculinity i think there was <sighs> i don't want to say something to prove but almost like a line in the sands that I think he potentially might have wanted to draw. I don't know whether he seeked it out or Budden seeked it out, but I think when that opportunity presented itself, there was a lot of consideration of who the audiences would be. And that's potentially why they were, they went with that option. But I think, yeah, like I think there's better options in within the, within the industry. And I think, did this conversation even need to happen? Essentially, I'm not saying okay. that, um, I'm not saying that like policing his silence or policing his reaction or anything, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, did he need to even justify himself to people? Um, but I think a lot of what Chope said about the dualities and experiences that him versus like a Naz receives are night and day, night and day, and I think. Obviously, they aren't the same thing as well, because one is, like, visually on one side of the spectrum and the other one's saying, what well, Isaiah is saying fluidity. So, I even think, I did see that specific clip, and I think there's, what I will say is there was definitely consideration about how what he was saying came out, and that's absolutely fine, because I'm not going to police how someone expresses themselves, but I definitely made light of the the phraseology and language mm. in That's what was said point. as well um and i think an that there was and again this is allegedly because i'm not him i'll never be him i'll never know how what his mind was saying but to me i'll say as like I, as someone who is a writer and like watches performance and 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 articulation a lot like i watch a lot of documentaries and visual interviews and stuff like that and i think what I will say it was interesting in how the ideas were being presented and the caution at which they were mm. being presented at as well. And I think mm. it was revealing, it revealed to me why Joe Budden was chosen in that moment and also how these conversations are still being navigated in certain pop culture spaces um because hip-hop is pop now so we'll call it we'll call pop culture spaces um and i think there is still a long road to go in this terrain i think people should just shouldn't speak about things they're not versed on that's what i'll say um and if they are going to speak about it they should be speaking from a place of wanting to learn and understanding Mm -hmm. And do I think Joe Biden was here to kind of gaslight or anything? I actually, for once, don't. I don't but, think of that either. However, I think he was absolutely the wrong person. Um, and and the pref- ignorance and should... showed
0: a number of times. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it's passive ignorance, it's active ignorance. But also, I think he should ruminate on the fact that he should not always be the mouthpiece in the room. As should Charlemagne. As should, as should Angela Yee. As should all <laughs> as should so many of those figures in quote unquote the culture, as should not noir or not nor whatever is fucking. Oh, name definitely that not him. yeah, as definitely him being mad him. this week about rappers and people going yeah, Nori, sorry, people going to uh Zane Lau over him. Zane Lau's done this for fifteen years.
0: And he's a as, a as an
1: interviewer and a journalist and a host and all of that versus you, a rapper. And a drinks host. I'm not saying the rapper's any different you or really lower. What do you
0: really think is out here giving, like...
1: It's a, it's, a, it's a drunken podcast, bro. Like, great. It's amazing, but you're I not, know, you're not a videos. journalist. You're not a journalist. Um, yeah, just please stick to the lakes and the rivers that you're used to and <laughs> let Zayn Lau do what Zayn Lau does. And this isn't about race at all, because Jinx. Let Jinx do what Jinx does let Scottie Beam do what Scotty yes. Beam does. And even there, there's even layers to that because let EVA do what EVA does, all right? get Stay in your fucking lane. That's all I'ma tell you, stay in your fucking lane. Anyway, um, back to this conversation. Um, Joe Budden was absolutely the wrong person um, and should reflect on the fact that not every conversation you have to be the first to break that story. Um, I know there was still months left between what happened and this interview, which is great. Um, I'm glad that he wasn't, well, hopefully he wasn't approached straight away for interviews. No, he probably was, which is disgusting. Let the person chill and it's on their own terms. But yeah, Joe Biden, respectfully, not actually disrespectfully, you are the wrong person. And sit in that, like literally sit in that. And also, just can people read about subjects that they're willing to discuss this isn't even about journalists being the wrong person host versus journalist this is about can people do the reading can people can we get back to reading actually you don't even need to can we get back to documentaries like can can we do something like i don't know like there's youtube youtube is the best resource right now well sometimes misinformation but like there are platforms vox vox for example vox has amazing five ten minute shows on the most vast and niche kind of realms of knowledge you can watch those clips they have academic backing and research backing in them I'm, i'm not asking you to spend every second of the day reading what i am asking you to do is understand the person you're sitting in front of and the topics to which you're going to speak about because it's doing a disservice and a waste of time, to be quite frank, if you are displaying the helmet ignorance. Like, what's the point? Mm. No one wants to watch that. Like, or it, actually people do want to watch that because The Shade Room gets how many engagement a day? But I'm saying that, if you want to respect the person and Joe Budden, you are a former artist in this industry. And I know you get very mad when you're not respected, very mad and that, and nor two, hour, two hour podcast dedicated to how mad you are, when you get violated, um, why you violated other people by not showing them the decent amount of respect to meet them in the middle to have this conversation. You met them about 15% of the way, meet them 50% of the way. Anyway, I say all this to say my main concern and primary concern is Isaiah Rashad and his health and and his mental health. And I hope that that is front and foremost, first and foremost, sorry, front of mind in everyone's heads. I hope that, you know, as we move forward, this shouldn't even be a conversation. If sex tape leaked, whatever it is, you know, it's a sex tape. Like, it should just be treated as that. Um, Obviously, we're going to take years to get to that. But, um, I just need people to grow up a little bit. Like, it's so, like, I'm. I know, like, obviously, everyone didn't get access to the same books growing up or the same resources or the same friendship groups to expose them to different types of people. But I'm coming on to 27 now. Like, I really don't have the patience for this anymore. I really don't. Like, Google is right there. I know it's not free. Sometimes people have to pay for phone bills and shit. But listen... <laughs> Most of you who are listening to this podcast have jobs. Use the internet at work to figure it out. I'm telling you now, just figure it out, please, because this is getting boring. And these people don't have to educate you. (laughs) That's another thing as well. In these conversations, Asai does not have to educate anyone. Like...
0: doesn't have to meet you in
1: the middle doesn't have to be like this is the thesis of xyz and as shoppe said he's even still learning himself so how can i teach you about something i'm still learning about myself do better and fucking come equipped you're meant to be the expert in the conversation people call joe biden a journalist they call him a journalist like literally and he he, calls, said, himself he calls himself a journalist this week as well like what i'm telling you is if you want to hold yourself to those standards when you're talking about whether in written or um audio form or visual form know what you're talking about like what the fuck like i've got a, i've got a panel in two weeks i'm going to do the research to make sure i'm versed on what i'm talking about like fucking hell like this that we are in hell in this thing called quote unquote the culture which i still don't fucking understand <laughs> With the bar is in fucking hell like what the fuck are we doing like
0: uh, fuck
1: me these fucking podcasts like literally like what the hell like anyway this is a whole other rant because mm-hmm. i'm on a podcast talking about podcasts so let me shut up anyway
0: but i, I, I want to thank you because you made a very salient point about the the language and phrasing of what isaiah said. And how that would impact reactions, and you could tell he was
1: being cautionary.
0: Yeah, yeah, because I do think you're right. I'm gonna say it very quickly. Yeah, before we go, but I do think you're right. I do think what would have happened if he said he was gay or bisexual versus fluid. Mm. I think the reactions, or how uh, even Joe might react, or even how Twitter may react, would have been how hilarious. the blogs took it. How the blogs were taking it, like fluid, obviously by the word, it's a very you know. All-encompassing word; it can mean different things. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you say like gay, bisexuals, like those are you're putting parameters around yourself. You sh- they're not parameters, but the society will put them on you. Yeah, specific words. So thank you for making that point because that's actually I didn't think about it, but you're right. That's actually very a very good point. um And thank you for dragging Nori because yeah, he annoyed me too. Yeah, season. sorry
1: about the I just, I did mean to name him wrong. So sorry, Nori. Really sorry <laughs> about that. <laughs> Didn't listen to you when you were a rapper, barely listen to this show now, drinks champs. I will say that there's huge success in that platform. So shout out to you. I was watching a bit of tanks interview, so I did give your platform engagement, I did. But um, you getting mad over what my nigga, like shut the fuck up. Journalists versus podcasters. I'm not saying one is better than the other, but what I'm saying is one has more parameters around ethics and actual things that you have to take off versus one is just a free form platform. Please stop comparing yourself. Please, please, whether it's getting back to the music, quitting this podcast, or whatever it is, stay in your fucking lane. If you want to be a journalist, there are many courses in multiple countries across the world. Take the course, or actually, you don't even have to take the course if you don't want to. Do the desk kind of time, do the internships, do the shadowing at mic at vulture <laughs> new york times you're in new york i believe new york like so biggest funny. hub like no honestly i'm just like people My like
0: to do the shadowing no i'm just saying like no i'm being no i'm being
1: dead serious like no shoppy shoppy there are 30 year olds in uni like you can do it like i'm telling you like honestly people want titles without putting in the work like do the work Do the and I hate to be that advocate. I hate to I hate to I hate to be the advocate of like capitalism because I don't want to fucking do the work. But literally like do the work. Please. You're not a journalist, you're a podcaster. You've done amazing hours. You've done you've done amazing hours in podcasting. Two hours. Tanks interview. I'm here right now. Three hours, almost three hours. You've done three hours in one interview. You are a podcaster. You're doing the work as a podcaster. But please. You have not done any work as a journalist. Don't ever do that. Don't ever no. insult yourself, Joe no. Budden, You have done no work.
0: Everyone loves what they do.
1: You've done the work. Do the as Molly work. May would say, we've all got the same. Twenty no, four. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I will never be those fucking boss babes. Like, forget that. Oh my god. But, um, n- about, no, that debate. That
0: video is so funny. Do the
1: work. <laughs> like, she's Such a fucking idiot. No one wants to
0: work um, these days. <laughs>
1: <laughs> as she says in calabasas after having two cocktails <laughs> literally oh like God. i can't but yeah do you know what? anyway thank you Shout out. yeah big up big up big up the podcasting scene people who actually make intentional podcasts um and don't make stupid claims without backing it up because we can have the fun podcast actually there was a nella rose one i watched the other week we love Nella, and i fucking will always fucking go up for her she's great and the podcast was good but that girl knew her lane. And when she said some problematic stuff, she said that. Noir, Nari, whatever, whatever Nori. the name is, Nori, whatever, you won't do that. You're drunk, off of siroc, licking people's asses. Literally.
0: And talking And, and always, uh, this will be the last thing I say. <laughs> from the few things that I've watched from him, Nori always tries to bring it back to his own career. think like, we don't care about your music career.
1: So you're trying to do a Joe Budden, essentially. It's the same like, format. You the always revert
0: back to, oh, when I was signed, when I was working, like, oh, I no had we like, like, don't, care, don't No
1: care. one cares. You don't
0: care.
1: No one cares. I promise you, I promise you, no one cares.
0: And on that note. Oh, sorry. That <laughs> is the end of the show. <laughs> it is. <laughs> end of the show we hope you've enjoyed listening um, um as always uh what does eden say like subscribe <laughs> give us a rating yeah <laughs> follow us do on all of all that platforms at Datspod, instagram twitter use the hashtag datspod to join in the conversation um yeah have a lovely week guys and i'm gonna say this to you all as a, as a takeaway time is ticking but your time will come around Hallelujah. <laughs> from the few things that I've watched from him, Nori always tries to bring it back to his own career. think like, we don't care about your music career.
1: So you're trying to do a Joe Biden, essentially. It's the same like, format. You always revert
0: back to, oh, when I was signed, when I was working, low like, oh, I had no money. Like, like, okay, Nigga, we don't care. Cares.
1: We don't no care. one cares. Don't
0: care.